Imagine with me for just one moment that Jesus Christ was born in the year 2013. What would that look like? Would you be one who was prepared for his coming? Rekindle, our youth drama team, now comes to present First Christmas stories from the birth of Christ. Let us welcome them at this time. Well, you're no spring chicken. That was the first thing my neighbor said to me when I told her I was pregnant. Can you believe that? Maybe she didn't believe me. I don't hold it against her, though. She's been a tad bit cranky ever since she found that centipede in her underwear drawer. Or maybe she just couldn't understand how much of a miracle this was for me. Zachariah and I, we tried our whole lives to have a child of our own. But by the time my hair turned gray and Zachariah went bald, we'd given up hope. But nothing is impossible with God. He seems, he seems to delight in making life out of impossibly barren places. And if that wasn't enough, the angel who had brought us this unbelievable news had more to say. This child, our son, our son would be used by God to prepare our people for the coming of the Messiah. It was all too much of a gift to be real. And then I thought, well, how do we even begin to train a a child for a job like that? But God had those details covered, and it kept getting better. When I was about six months along, my cousin, Mary, came for a visit. No sooner had she said hello that my unborn son leaped and flipped inside me. Right then, God opened my eyes to clearly see that this young woman was also the child. Except this child would be called Wonderful Counselor, Almighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Nine months later, we got the news from Nassau, and I looked over at Zachariah holding our very own miracle baby, and I had one of those moments. One of those moments... One of those God moments when you realize God had different plans. We'd given up, but he hadn't forgotten about us. And he would never leave us alone again. Does anyone want to play a game of hide and seek? Yeah. Okay, let's go hide and I'll count. One, two, three, four.
freedom Sin for the light has come This is Christmas Come and adore Him Bring gifts before Him Joy to the world Worship the sun This is Christmas This is Jesus Emmanuel Here with us Tell the world We have a Savior We have a Savior We are no longer lost Cause He has come down for us We have a Savior We have a Savior I can remember, we'd always been waiting for the Messiah to come. I mean, it's just always been that way. We always knew he'd come, but, well, let's be honest. It's not like I'm from Nassau or someplace special. Seriously, I'm just a girl. I'm nobody from Ragged Island. Everyone knows not much good comes from Ragged Island. Never has. So when this angel came to me and told me I'd be giving birth to the Messiah, I thought it came to the wrong house. But if this is what God wanted, then who was I to tell him he was wrong? 
And Joseph, God bless that wonderful man. He could have joined in with everyone else, sent me away, even had me killed, but he never broke his promise to marry me. So when he went to Nassau for the census, I was honored to sit at his side, even with heartburn, sore back, and nine months of pregnancy behind me. You know, those pregnant women that tried different things to induce labor, like taking frequent walks, eating spicy foods. What they should do is go on a 210-mile boat ride to Nassau. Because not long after, well, I'd never done this myself before, but it was time. With each wave of pain, I tried to forget the fact that I'd be having this baby without my family to help me without the familiarity of home. But when Jesus was born, I forgot all that, though. I wrapped him in cloths and made the most comfortable bed I could out of the only thing we had, an empty opera beer box. Joseph told me I should have been sleeping by then, but I couldn't stop staring at him. There he was, the one the angel told me about. My heart was full, but none of my words were big enough to express it. I wasn't the first young mother to bring a child into this world. I mean, come on, it's kind of a normal thing. But as I looked down at my son, my redeemer, I knew that he was the one who could change everything because he had already changed me.
It was the longest, most difficult, scariest, exciting, confusing, most wonderful day of my life. When you realize that God has allowed you to become a father, there's nothing I can compare that to. And when it seems that he has deemed you fit to be the stepfather to his son, that's, that's a bit overwhelming. He's a perfectly healthy, happy baby boy. He was born like most every other baby. I understand why they call it labor. I mean, I've worked every day since I was 12, but never in my life have I worked as hard as Mary did that night. And Mary, boy, was she amazing. Through all of it, not just the birth, but the months of people talking about us behind our backs and the week-long journey to Nassau. After all that, I watched as she turned an ordinary box into a crib. She's amazing. Through all of it, she never asked why. She just did everything God asked her to do, knowing that even if she didn't understand everything that was happening, she knew that God was in control. She was open to his will. I understand why he chose her. I really do. The thing I can't figure out is why he chose me.
known then what I know now, there would have been room in my hotel. Well, mud does. I would have given up my own bed for them. But I didn't know. How could I? This place was packed. I've never seen so many people in Nassau. The government made everyone in the Bahamas go back to their hometown to get registered. Since nobody wanted to stay with their in-laws, I'm booked solid. I remember this day well. This pl- the space was all taken up before dinner time. It was probably about two hours after dinner when they showed up. Talk about desperate. He was scared and exhausted, and she, she was about to burst. As they're walking up to me, I'm thinking of what to say in my head. 
I'm thinking I'll say, sorry, we have no room left. But when they got to me, they looked, they, he was looking down, trying to gather his thoughts. She winces ever so slightly in pain. Then he looks up at me and says, please, that's all he said, please. Let me tell you a story. I'm five years old and I'm helping my mom set the table. I'll tell her that she has too many plates out. She looks at me and says, you never know who may show up, so you always make room. I give her a look like, what? She says emphatically, you never know who God may bring your way, so you always make room. So I'm looking at this man and his very pregnant wife. I look at him and say, I don't know where we'll put you, but we will have to make room. So we did make room. It wasn't the best room, but it was all we had to give. So mom was right. You always make room, especially when it comes to God. They journeyed far, a weary pair. They sought for shelter from the cold night air. Some place where she could lay her head, where she could give her babe a quiet bed. Was there no room, no corner there? In all the town, a spot someone could spare. Was there no soul come to their aid? A stable bear was where.
started out just like any other night. Well, except for that angel, that is. I mean, I've never seen anything like it before. Or even since, for that matter. But, you see, we porters, we don't really get that much excitement. But that angel, that angel came right up to us. It was so bright. So beautiful. And now I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, PJ, You've probably been out with those planes way too long. And you know what? I thought the same thing. Well, that is, until the angel started talking to me. It said, don't be afraid. But I sold it right back. Too late. And then the angel said, I bring you good news of a great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of Nassau a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Then it said something about he's laying in a box, wrapped in cloth, and that I had to go find him. So one of the other porters said, well, what are we waiting for? Let's go find that baby. So after that, we got out of there, and we went to go find that beautiful baby. But you know, I was a different man after that night, because God chose me. And in my life, no one had ever chose me. But if there's one thing I'll never forget, it's the words of that angel. Good news to all people. And that meant me too.
goodwill to all the earth and peace divide. All of the earth rejoice, it's Christmas time. Tonight, we are thankful that Jesus' coming didn't really happen all those long years ago, that we had not had to sit in God's silence all this time. Maybe this retelling of the Christmas story made you a bit uncomfortable. Maybe in your heart you rejected it. Don't you think that's how it was then too? All the glory of Jesus, Son of God, right there for people to embrace. And yet they rejected it, rejected him. Maybe you have spent your life projecting the baby born in the manger. Would you open your heart this Christmas to God, who didn't leave us all alone to wonder in silence when the Messiah would come? Would you let the truth that Jesus entered this world and from the very beginning reach out to the lost and least of it? It's true. He came to find you. History and every single breath we breathe has led us here and brought us to our knees. From carrying the curse we bear and praying that He's heard our prayers to set us free. Oh, set us free. Cause we could never get back home with broken hearts. So home is Where we are So sweet 
Like we said, it's a modern-day nativity. And a question for each one of us here tonight, Nassau, Bahamas, Bible Church. Do we have room for the king? Do we have room for him? In the midst of this time, Christmas time, we get so caught up in the Christmas parties, John Canoe, all the school functions, all the church functions, but do we forget the king? Do we forget the reason for Christmas? See, he, he agrees. He agrees. That's the, never got an amen from a lamb before. Never got that. I could honestly say that. But that is the question. Do you have tonight? You know, we know the Christmas story. In Luke chapter 2, 11, it said this, As the angel came to the shepherds, and the famous verse in verse 11, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The, the Savior of the world was born. The Savior of the world is there for you. Just like we was told and we talked about tonight. What if the Savior came to Nassau? The Savior for each one of us who call ourselves Christians lives in us. So we should bring hope to this world. And as we think of that same passage and we think of the shepherds that night, the shepherds are some of the greatest evangelists you'll ever see in Scripture. Because the shepherds saw Jesus. And you know what? When they saw Jesus, they said, you know what? We cannot keep this to ourselves. we got to let everybody know about him. Because we don't want to keep this great gift to ourselves. And it says in that same chapter, in verse 15, it says, When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with a haste. They didn't waste no time. They said, you know what? We got to go. We got to tell the people about Jesus. Tell them, this is the king. This is the savior of the world. This is an ordinary. He is the savior of the world. Don't waste time. I'm telling you, tell me amen. I like that. <laughs> and they went in haste, Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning the child. 
And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds had told them. You see, the shepherds, again, some of the greatest evangelists in Scripture, because they said, you know what? We got to let the people know about this Savior. We're not going to keep it to ourselves. We're not going to waste no time. We're not going to wait until somebody passes away or wait till it's too late. No, we're going to tell people about him now. The question for me and you tonight is this. For us who call ourselves Christians is this. Why are we holding on to this gift that has been known to us? Why are we holding on to the gift of Christ that, that Jesus had made known to us? Why are we telling others about Christ? And the question for you tonight that have never placed faith and trust in Christ is this. What are you waiting for? Make room for Him. Make room for Him because this is the only thing in life that matters. is a relationship with Jesus Christ. Again, you can't celebrate Christmas without Christ. Even though I know that our TV and our commercialization of Christmas has tried to take it out. But guess what? That's not Christmas. The only Christmas I know says Christ in the front. So I challenge you tonight, as you go about, and Christmas is how many days away? Nine days? Am I correct? Nine days? Nine days away. Don't get so caught up in everything else. Make room for the King. Because that is why we celebrate Christmas. Let us pray. Father, we thank you again for the night, and we thank you for all one here that doesn't know you as Savior, that they would come to know you. And Father, I pray that they would find someone to talk to and, and, and ask them, how can I know more about this Savior? How can I know more about the King? How can I know more about Christmas? And Father, I just thank you for all that you have done for us, and I just pray now as we continue just to worship you in song, that we would honor you in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's sing number 18, O Little Town of Bethlehem. Thinking about, do we have room for Jesus? Are we making him a priority this very day? Or is there something else that is more important to us this very day? Someone else more important than Jesus right now? Let's consider that question as we sing number 18, O Little Town. silent stars go by yet in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light the hopes and fears of all the years are met in is born of Mary and gathered all above 
third verse without any piano. How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. So God imparts to human hearts the blessings of His hand. No coming but in this world of sin where meek souls will receive him still the dear Christ enters in let's make this last verse a prayer oh holy child of Bethlehem Send to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. good to know that he is with us no matter what your struggle it's good to know God is with you no matter what the trouble what the problem might be you can face it knowing that Emmanuel God is with us God is with you and as we claim that promise that God is with us let's take the challenge that Pastor Nicholas gave us tonight. And let's share this gift of God with us. With somebody else. Who also needs that hope. Who also needs that comfort. Who also needs that joy. Of knowing sins. Being forgiven. And having a relationship. With the most important person there is. Jesus Christ himself. I'm going to invite Pastor Jerry Sawyer to come and close us in prayer at this time. And invite you to linger afterward for some refreshments that are, have been prepared. Shall we pray? Our Father, we thank you again this evening for this wonderful story that has been portrayed again and reminded of that you gave the best that ever had your well-beloved son 
who came to be our Savior. Thank you for the message that we have heard again tonight. And as we leave this place and go, may you go with us. And may we, like the shepherds, go proclaiming the good news. Jesus Christ is born. Amen. Thank you.